when when they announced that they were gonna oh my god my maintenance guy's here i think one minute okay. <laughs> get him on the pod <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Did You Bring Earplugs, a lip-smackingly delicious musical misadventure. My name is Julian Suga. My name's Michael Roanhouse. My name's Sasha Otto. My name is Jillian Van Overbeck. And folks, we've got a, a really tasty topic in store for you today, but I wanted to start out this episode by asking you a question. Uh, so folks, folks on the call, uh, what comes to mind after you hear this? Like, what, 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 what is the thing that in your brain automatically fills in as the next thing that's going to happen? The HBO signal. Wah, 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 wah. Okay, yes. That is the uh, 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 musical ident or audio logo uh, for HBO. But my question is, what does your brain automatically fill in as the next sound that occurs? It's the Sex and the City theme song. Okay, okay, okay. Interesting, interesting. And you were you were a big Sex and the City fan. I was introduced to it in college. Would you consider yourself a Carrie, a Shemp, a Garbo, or Miranda Fathead? Definitely a Garbo. I think I got the four the four ladies in in Sex and the City right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sasha, Mike? Probably the Watchmen opening song, maybe, just because I watched that recently. Okay. Highly recommend. Okay. A little bit of recency bias going on with Mike. Mike, how did you like uh, the uh, Watchmen miniseries on, on the home box office? Uh, it was much, much better than the movies. Like, I know it picked up right where the movies left off, but I feel like it's a lot more like of a faithful, you know, future version or adaptation of the original graphic novel series seems to understand the source material better than the Snyder version uh, Snyder yeah. film did. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Agreed. I'll be passing on the Snyder cut for justice league. I think that dude's overrated. You have not, you, you don't have four hours to spare in your human limited lifespan. No, surprise, no, no, surprise. I don't. Yeah. Not yeah. It's, me. it's almost as if Watchmen wasn't about cool slow-mo fights. <laughs> Like maybe that wasn't the theme of the the overarching piece, Sasha. A, a, anything that this brings to mind? Probably Game of Thrones. Just as probably Game of Thrones, just because that's the show. Probably the show I've watched the most seasons of on HBO. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. Did, did now uh, on each episode? Did you sit through the whole the whole theme song? Yeah, I like love that theme song. It gives me chills every time. Yeah. Genuinely, yeah, so. I mean, it's it's yes. great and and. I have to admit, I wouldn't watch it every single time because it, it, it's long. It's a long one, uh, but at least once per season because they would update it depending on like where they were going in that season, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for my brain, for some reason, the Curb Your Enthusiasm song, theme song, which I've watched like two episodes of that show, um, but then mm-hmm. also uh, the Flight of the Concords. Uh, specifically the second season where it's like the drum like rolling up to up to Jermaine's feet and yeah. it's like this like kind of reverse sound effect. Um, well, that was, that was a, a little bit of 
what does this song sound make you think of? Official title, not not working title <laughs> officially. Yeah. Uh, but folks, we are not here today to discuss musical idents or audio logos. Uh, check out a, a different podcast for that. Uh, we are here to s- discuss songs of sustenance, aka songs about involving referencing. Uh, uh, resembling foodstuffs. And I think that today I will nominate Michael to go first. Okay, cool. I wanted to go first. Hey, uh, all right. My uh, pick for Nom Nom's uh, song is Peaches by the Presidents of the United States of America. Move into the country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. Um, this uh, is the second single from their first self-titled album. Uh, Lump is probably their more well-known song, uh, single. Uh, both songs were huge back in 1995, just you know, to make me feel old. Um, it was uh, an album that my brother got and did not leave the CD player for many months. Um, so yeah, the song Peaches, it has like an opening vibrato that, you know, kind of starts off slow, but then it slowly builds and then it picks up around the chorus. Um, the chorus is very catchy. Uh, it's it's just a really catchy track. Um, I'd say it has that nice charm of like old 90s uh, arena rock or, or pop rock where it's not overly produced. Um, you can definitely hear, you know, some audio things, even with the remastered version of the, uh, the you know, first self-titled album um, that I just think, you know, gives it a little bit more charm with the, you know, the the lightness of the the lyrics themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an it's oh boy. So much to say about this one. It is so of the 90s. It, like it mm-hmm. feels like a song that could have only come from the halcyon days of of 1995 uh and it's an odd one it's an odd song yeah it is uh definitely makes me hungry for peaches though every time i hear it yeah uh and for like a pastoral lifestyle do you know does it have any deep meaning uh because i've i've read the lyrics and it's it it feels like it could suggest something deeper but i i honestly i couldn't parse it yeah, I feel like there's more meaning behind it. I just, I didn't, you know, go digging on Genius uh, for any kind of like interviews from the artists on what the song really means to them. Um, but yeah, I have a feeling that there's some hidden meaning behind it um, about, yeah, man, about many different topics, but I, I don't want to get into them here. I kind of want to keep it light and about about food, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, the the peach, the humble peach, where does that fall in the uh, rankings of, of fruit for, for, for Mike's palate? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I mean, <laughs> bananas are all the way at the top of the list. Yeah? Now, well, or avocados, because avocado is a fruit. 
put those two at the top. Um, I would say that like a perfect ripe peach is better than a perfectly ripe apple. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, I agree, agree 100%. I think apples are, are have stayed at the top of the fruit pantheon for too long. <laughs> yeah, like Red Delicious, if I if I had any uh, authority, I would mm-hmm. just completely remove them from the face of the earth. There's no reason we continue to uh, breed and wait. All the gas, you know, flying mm-hmm. in and uh, importing all these crappy Red Delicious apples that They're are just big- really flavorless <laughs> trash. Yeah, a very stern-looking apple. If you see it in a grocery store, I'm <laughs> intimidated by it. Like, I won't, like, I am... And I, I refuse to do this as an adult human, but man, every time I'm at a grocery store, it takes everything in me not to touch everything. If I see a bright color, I point at it and I walk towards it. But if I see a red delicious apple, you better believe I'm hiding in the corner. Those things have pointy ends and bad attitudes. It's almost like you can hear your grandma talking to you and just scolding you if you listen closely enough to the red delicious. Can I just say that's like a really, that would be a really good stand up bit. you know i every once in a while i'm reminded why why y'all are my friends and and that was that was just such an instance uh because i also think red delicious more like red atrocious um well that's great that was that was great mike anything else you want to say about uh peaches by don't get it wrong the presidents of the united states of america like that's that's that is a mouthful yeah. of a band. You can't truncate it. You cannot truncate nope. it. Um, no, just check out their first self-titled album if you want a blast from the past. True, true. Alrighty, Sasha, why don't you continue our discussion of songs of sustenance? Oh my god, like how you were like, oh, I don't want this to be depressing. Well, both my songs are <laughs> not the most uplifting songs, but um, alright, so I'm talking about two songs and they're both from the same band from the same album um they're both by the band arctic monkeys and they were both released in um 2011 the album suck it and see uh but one of the songs is actually from a um from the movie submarine which fun fact just turned 10 years old wow happy like birthday to everyone who worked on submarine to richard ayoade and to to Mr. Alex Turner, who who scored the movie or just did the soundtrack? He, I think he just did the soundtrack, but I think a lot of the music, like the instrumentals, I think do play a bit in this, in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So first song I'm going to talk about is called Black Treacle. Now it's getting dark. intentionally vague which is like most arctic monkey songs honestly lyrically but um if you don't know what black treacle is it's like essentially like a molasses type condiment it's like really dark and sticky and sweet um and in the in the chorus um 
you know, Alex's lyrics, they say, they mentioned tar, um, which is kind of like the opposite in terms of like, it's, it's, um, edibility. <laughs> Cause tar is like, tar, tar tastes is, nothing like black Draco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not at all. But it's also, it can also be like, um, I think at least lyrically, they're kind of with the tar, they're talking maybe potentially about like black tar heroin. Um, but anyway, um, it's basically saying that like black tar is not quite as dangerous at, or treacle is not quite as dangerous as black tar. Um, so yeah, like what I gather from this song in particular is that the singer is basically talking about a relationship that's like mysterious or uncertain. Like the treacle is sort of a symbol for like where they are headed potentially. Like things are really uncertain, but uncertain, but he's intrigued and enamored. So they kind of keep this thing going and and there's something happening that could be come maybe a challenge. Um, and he's sort of like warning um, them, like the two of them, like that um, this could become a dangerous game. Like my theory is that there's probably some drug use involved um, or, or, you know, something where people are just playing a dangerous dangerous game but they need to toe the line between like fun and potential abuse of the situation um so not really about food but it's sort of about like i think um the potential to use things that may you know seem like they can provide some kind of sustenance but could potentially be abusive in the future you know, sometimes doing drugs is fun, but if you do too much of it, you know, obviously it can become an issue. Yeah, um, yeah no, and, and I think that'll probably be a recurring part of our discussions is uh, food as metaphor. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> peaches, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I recall um, a description of the movie Labor Day um, where a, a neighbor of, of the main character uh, provides them with a basket of peaches and the person reviewing the film referred to it as a basket of ripe vagina metaphors. So, you know, food is often used as, as, uh, as symbolism. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, when listening to the song, I, I wondered, uh, I, I sort of arrived at, at a similar conclusion, um, but mo more because of uh, the use of the word treacle, like treacly can sometimes mean something that's like, like cloyingly sweet. Um, mm -hmm. And that's like, it's almost like a too much of a good thing. Uh, type, yeah. type theme, which I think, yeah, it goes hand in hand with what you were saying. Totally. Good read. Have, um, you, have you, have you had the pleasure of experiencing black treacle on your, on your palate? No, I didn't even know. Like I didn't, do they sell that in America? I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my girlfriend and I often take a uh, very specific notice of international sections at grocery stores and uh, specifically the the uh, like UK uh, section, and I mm -hmm. have not seen black treacle, uh, okay. you know, stocking our, our local Mariano shelves. Um, <laughs> but you know, after today, uh, I might I might might take a, a closer seek look. Yeah, seek it out. I'm yeah. sure you could get something on Amazon or something like yeah. that. True. With some elaborate yeah. packaging, harkening back to the <laughs> the, the better days of colonialism. Um, yeah. <laughs> And you said you had a second song? I did, yes. I'll, I'll try and be a little quick. Um, so the second song is called Pile Driver Waltz. Look like you've been for breakfast at the Hotbrook Hotel. You sat in the back booth by the 
It's on the album Suck It and See, uh, but it's also on the Submarine soundtrack. And I, I like that one a little bit better, um, just personally. So I'd prefer that one if you're going to play over, you know, play. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just prefer the production of it. I don't know why. I think it's it's a little more acoustic-y. And I don't know. I just think it's a little prettier. I feel like the Suck and See version is really slow. Isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> anyway i like the alex turner version more. yeah it's um it's really good so anyway um this song is essentially about heartbreak um the sustenance part of this to me basically comes from the chorus where he says um you look like you've been for breakfast at the heartbreak hotel and sat in the back booth by the pamphlet pamphlets and the literature on how to lose your waitress was miserable, and so was your food, and so on, so on. Um, love it lyrically so much. And um, I, I feel like this song has a lot of imagery that's very dismal, right? And I think, like, if you've, it, it just kind of feels like defeat. Like, I'm sure we've all had a bit of heartbreak in our lives, and I, I feel like it really captures the essence if that's the word i want to use but the feeling of of um losing someone or heartbreak um in just a really interesting way like just that imagery of like being at the back booth by like the the literature and the pamphlets of like the small town or whatever with like uh, really come, shitty come pancake see, and shitty waffles yeah come see our terrible museum that you can make it make your way through <laughs> in 15 minutes yeah yeah and i think like while this song isn't really about food i'm sure we've also had disappointing food in disappointing places when maybe we had high oh, hopes hotels like, specifically yeah yeah that that imagery it's like oh man like just like biting into those eggs you're like oh <laughs> but you, like, you don't have a choice it's like yeah. free breakfast you know, and, you know like, now that you're off. describing it or, or or sort of reading more in a prose manner that that chorus it 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 took on a new dimension for me, which was that, that the, the person that he's singing about is there willfully, which is, is mm-hmm. so much more sad. Mm-hmm. It's like you're, you're willfully accepting this, this mediocre status, um, mm-hmm. which is just, I mean, yeah, if, if you're, if you're, you know, expecting good food from, uh, from, you know, a Radisson uh, diner, <laughs> you're, you're probably, you're probably barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, any any parting words you would like to leave us with uh, regarding Black Treacle and or uh, uh, Pile Pile Driver Waltz? That's a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, they're both just like really great songs with kind of different energies, and I think that's like something that Arts of Monkeys do really well. It's like mm. they write very like lyrically abundant music, and these so- two songs in my eyes are like some of their best songs lyrically um so check them out yeah and and check out suck it and see because i, I feel like that album yeah. based on its title alone was maybe a, <laughs> dismissed as a lark um and there's some yeah. really good songs on it <laughs> yeah that's a good one all righty jillian yeah please take us away okay <laughs> um <laughs> um my first song i've got two um is coconut oil by lizzo if i knew then what I know now I give myself a souvenir for old time's sake Cause I got all that I need 
here and I'm good, yeah, yeah. I thought I needed to run and find somebody to love, but all I needed was some coconut oil. Don't worry about the small things, I know I can do all things. Mama always told me it would be alright. I love Lizzo. I've been a fan of her since like 2015. Um, she had this song called Humanize that like, ooh, I thought it was so good. It was on every single one of my playlists that year. And I couldn't really find a ton of other music from her. Um, and present day, they've taken that album off of Spotify. You can't even find it. You have to like search on YouTube for it. Very strange. Do you know if it's um, because of the sample rights? Hmm. Uh, uh, hip hop often gets uh, delisted from. I from wonder when, when uh, yeah, um, uh, contracts for sample rights uh, expire. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Um, but she put out this song, Coconut Oil, um, a year later in 2016, um, and I was lucky enough to see her tour it at a small venue in Detroit called Elk Club. Um, right before I moved here in 2017, it was such a cool show. Um, like I said, the venue's on a smaller side. She was kind of just an emerging artist at that time. And a lot of people don't know this, but she was born in Detroit. So she had a lot of family members there. There's like a whole section that was like roped off for her family. And the energy in the room was like so electric. And it wasn't even, I think, I think it might have been sold out or close to sold out, but still the room wasn't even like you weren't smushed between people or anything like that. Um, and the entire time I was there, I was like, man, this is probably going to be the last time I'm ever going to be able to see her in such an intimate venue. And I was right. Uh, because the next time I saw her was after I moved to Chicago. Um, and I think I was in like the nosebleeds of one of those uptown theaters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, still an incredible show, but coconut oil is one of my favorite songs of hers. Um, because it's really therapeutic to listen to, um, it always calms me down when I'm like super anxious or I'm feeling sad, um, especially when I'm feeling like I should be progressing further than the spot that I'm currently in or when I'm feeling like I'm behind somehow in life. Um, it's all about how we don't actually need everything that we think that we need or the things that we want. It's just the basics that we need to get through day to day. And then life just kind of happens around us. So it always just makes me like stop and slow down and not to try and make things happen around me that don't need to happen. So really, really, really love that song. And, and, and are you a fan of coconut oil in, in cooking and or for eating? Oh God. When I was vegan, I used it a lot. Um, <laughs> cause like every recipe called for it. Yeah. Um, and post veganism, I, I have not used it a ton. Um, but it is multi-use and sure a very nice substance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, if you if you if you have excess after a recipe, you just rub it in your hair, rub it on your skin, rub it mm -hmm. on your dog, rub it on the mm -hmm. sidewalk if you're trying to outrun a pursuer. You know, love that. What can't it do? It, it is also therapeutic. You can do something called oil pulling with it, where you swish it in your mouth. So I've heard about have, that. Yeah, if you have like a cavity that leads to a mouth infection, if you swish enough coconut oil throughout the day and spit it out. You don't want to swallow it. Um, you can flush out a lot of the bad bacteria and stuff and kind of, you know, at least delay your trip to the dentist. How about if you bit the shit, shit out of your cheek three out of the four uh, pre previous days, actually including this one, 
um, so badly that you like pounded your your hand on your armrest on your chair just out of sheer anger at yourself. What if you did that? Will it help? Will it help with that in, with that kind of infection? No, I'm asking for probably a not open sores. I no. like it too. too. <laughs> not that issue a lot. Oof. All right. Well, I might just do it anyway because coconut oil is delicious. Uh, and did you have a, another song, Julian? I sure did. My second song is sad. Um, it, <laughs> Salt in the Wound by Boy Genius. <laughs> Very sad. Very sad. You put salt in the world And a kiss on my cheek You butter me up And you sit down to eat Again, uh, just like a, a really good sad song, Boy Genius, released it in 2018. Um, I already knew that that entire EP was going to pretty much end me, and it did. Mm-hmm. Um, but this song especially, just God almighty, um, so good. Um, Julian Baker's verse in it is my favorite. Um, when she starts with the gnashing my teeth part and... Um, if this is a prison, I'm willing to buy my own chains. Like that line. That line is incredible. The way she sings it, and then the way that Phoebe harmonizes above it. Um, yeah. Whoo! Incredible. And shout out to Lucy Dacus because she is yeah. the queen of an instrumental buildup while keeping a very calm vocal line. So mm-hmm. she orchestrates like wild instrumentation underneath her it's like volcano erupting you know like or lava erupting from a volcano um but she's just like cool as a cucumber over it and that's such a cool thing that she does yeah i feel like Um, the the slow build is one of her greatest strengths that song uh night shift is is like all slow build oh my god i saw I saw Boy Genius when they toured it, and so all three of them had solo sets when they did uh, the EP songs. I'm sorry, and... was, this the, was this the Jillian Braggs about shows she's, she's seen yeah. episodes? <laughs> uh, facts are facts here, baby. Okay. <laughs> um, but she played Night Shift. That was her closing song, I think, at that performance, and the entire crowd was yelling the end of night shift with her and she was like really taken aback by it i think it had only been released like something maybe in the last year or something like that six months um but it was really really cool to see really love boy genius and uh love that song um and salt is a food a lot of people don't know that a lot of people think it's just a condiment it is not um it's one of the four pillars of flavor baby Mm mm-hmm um if you you can dream it you can consume it um and yeah yeah that's uh (laughs) that those are my two so uh, jillian let me ask you this if you had to have a a type of salt uh rubbed in in a wound of yours um you know okay what what kind of salt would it be uh uh some you know ionized iodized table salt some Mm -hmm. some kosher salt maybe some sea salt um some maldon uh, some some flaky finishing salt. Uh, I some think Himalayan just being inclusive, salt. I'd probably pick a kosher salt. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's 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 the real salt of the earth. You know, not quite 
as cheap as iodized salt. No one should be using iodized salt anyway. Right. It, no. It, it, you, know, you know. You should love yourself more than yeah. that. Yeah. PSA. Throw out that yeah. iodized salt. Get yourself some nice kosher salt. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think you're going to run into a lot of grittiness with the kosher salt, you know, because it's, yeah. it's a little bit grittier than than your iodized. But, um, you know, you're taking one for the team, Jillian. And, Thank and, you. And, and I appreciate that about you. Um, I don't appreciate the hubris about all these shows, you know, making us jealous. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, any th- any final words you want to leave our listeners uh, with uh, uh, regarding rather uh, 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 salt in the wound by Boy Genius and or uh, 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 coconut oil by Lizzo? Um, I'd say they're both great songs. Boy Genius gets a lot of rec- uh, recognition. Well, all three of those art- artists get well-deserved recognition. And so does Lizzo, but I don't think Lizzo's back catalog gets enough. So if you have time on your hands, go um, research and I think you can YouTube it, um, her album called Big Girl, Small World. Um, it is written like that. Big spell, G-R-R-R-L. spell girl. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because um, it's it's really good. And listen to Humanize off of that one, too. But mostly listen to Coconut Oil. So good. Mm-hmm. And listen to more Lucy Dacus, you know? She, yes. she, she needs them ears. Mm-hmm. Let's get her at least on par with a, with a Julian Baker. Yes. Um, real quick. Jillian, how do you feel mm-hmm. about about Phoebe Bridger's Grammy loss? Oh God, I watched that with a few of my friends, and we were all pulling for her. And but at the same time, like you could tell that both, like she recognized that it was definitely Meg Thee Stallion's year. Yeah, it's you know, tough. Um, it would have been wild for her to win. That's what I, I mean. I really wanted her to win at least one of them, but she was up against so many, like yeah, powerhouses. Uh, powerhouses exactly like um like iconic things that just like really cannot have been beat so yeah here's hoping that lp3 gets her there i think it will uh but man really would have been cool if she if she won and what a dress what Um, a dress (laughs) uh so i i thought I've spent so much time thinking about this god these goddamn songs. Um, I was really, really torn between two songs, but I can't go without mentioning my runner-up, which is My Eating Disorder by Titus Andronicus. It is just a very Ooh. upfront uh, song about Patrick Stickles' uh, eating disorder. Um, and it ends on a on a if not a hopeful note, then at least one that is marked by self-possession. Um, that's off of their album, uh, Local Business. Go and listen to it. Uh, but the song that I'm going to talk about today is a little more triumphant, uh, and that's Grown Up by Danny Brown. Remember when my first meal was school lunch? Now I spit a 16 straight with no punch. Remember all but then all we ate was Captain Crunch? Now we blow big blunts on our way to brunch. We're from good fella to commissary slips. Now I got back up, man, every time I slept. Never ever quit, I just kept on pursuing. Teacher always asked me, what was I doing? Scribbled in my notebook and never did homework. Low attention span, cause these Adderall work. Rock Tommy Hill shirts, ones with the boat. Rock poor kicks, way before we even uh, This is an older song of his. I don't know what year it's from, but that doesn't matter. Um, as we've been talking about, food is often used as metaphor. Um, and uh, in this song, Danny Brown uses food to sort of illustrate uh, sort of where he came from and where where he's going or where he is, um, basically to illustrate his ascendance. Um, I actually didn't realize how much food there is in this song until I really started breaking it down. 
the line in it, I mean, the first line in the song is, remember when my first meal was school lunch, which that that's what made me think of it immediately. But I mean, I mean, food imagery shows up all over the place. Um, and I, I was I was just just further enamored by him when uh, I stumbled across uh, an interview clip um, where he was talking about specifically the school lunch that he was talking about was square uh, public school pizza, which if you went to public school or, you know, ever had a, a school provided lunch, you know, the square pizza that he's talking about. Um, yeah. and, he, and he's just so he's just so positive. Like, I mean, I mean, not in his lyrics. Sometimes his lyrics are dark. Um, yeah. But in this interview, he said, quote, with the little square pepperonis and the fries, it was just pizza and fries every day. You couldn't hate on it. And I just think he's he's so lovely. Um, but yeah, the, a, a lot of what this song does is uses food to talk about or, or it's, it's a lot of um, it's a lot of dualities. So past and present. Um, so as I mentioned, the opening line is about, um, you know, not, not having the means or not having the time or whatever to eat breakfast mm -hmm. at home. So his first meal is school lunch. Um, mm -hmm. a, a later line in that verse is remember all for dinner, uh, all we ate was Captain Crunch. Now we blow big blunts on the way to brunch. Um, so again, that, that duality, um, also Captain Crunch, horrible, horrible cereal. Just, Tears just, up your mouth, man. just yeah, confetti yeah. on the roof of your mouth. And it's like, oh, this Captain Crunch tastes a little metallic -y and like blood. Oh, no, that's my own mouth blood. <laughs> my bleeding dog. You know that Oops All Berries does the same goddamn thing. And like you'd think oh, it's from worse. The, the, yeah, the like roundness of the like of that cereal <laughs> would like solve that issue. But nope. no, it's no, because no, like the little the little crunch little golden guys those aren't so much the problem it's the crunch berries that are really fucking you up Ooh, hot take yeah hot yeah take. um so yeah he he mentions goya beans at one point um one of the last <laughs> lines is used to uh, uh, his lyrics are so dense used to take bottle used to take bottle back which he's talking about trading in bottle like recycling for money um waitress bring the bottle back so now now like within the first line of a of a of a of a couplet he's going you know past and present and then he says now they see me shining and they looking like a sour patch which like <laughs> i don't know if he set out to include so much food in this song but it all works um yeah the, the line that I really want to talk about, because I want to get y'all's read, is hotter than a hot pocket out the... Now, this is the word that is hotly contested on the internet. <clears throat> uh, the fan consensus seems to be that the lyric is hotter than a hot pocket out the double microwave, but the genius listing says out the devil microwave or devil's microwave. Now the fan consensus is is sort of informed by the fact that when you cook a hot pocket it often has to go through two microwave cycles to be fully cooked um to get that center unfrozen and then after two cycles when it comes out it's like molten fucking lava um but yeah wh where where do we fall on the devil double microwave uh uh uh, uh fiasco uh drama interesting I, I feel like double double makes sense. Yeah, I don't think uh, Daniel has a problem with microwaves. Uh, <laughs> I think I think it is. Yeah, because don't you flip it like it's in that crappy sleeve, uh -huh. and you flip it and microwave it some more so it's not uh, frozen in the middle. Uh -huh. Yeah, so the, it, the the the, tote, the the crisping sleeve is what you're referring to. Yeah, oh, uh -huh. yeah. Do they have? 
<sighs> toaster oven instructions at all? Ooh, that is a good question. Maybe no, back to the more than that. Oh, the devil's microwave yeah. is a nickname for the toaster oven. <laughs> I like that read. I like that read a lot. <laughs> you either grew up with one of those or you didn't. And I did not. And every time I went to a friend's house that had it, I was very confused. And also I would like to hearken back to uh, the sleeve, the crisping sleeve for the hot pocket. I do have a very big fear that I'm the only person in the United States that actually uses that sleeve. Every single time I like try to put it in there, I'm like, Am I the only idiot that does this, or does everyone else oh, laugh and throw it? No, 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 no. In in, in my hot pocket eating days, I, I was using the, the the crisper sleeve. Okay. Yeah, I, I've too. I've always been a slave to uh, uh, package packaged instructions uh, for food. <laughs> I remember very vividly uh, a room. Uh, my old roommate in California um, would not preheat the oven before putting in a frozen pizza, and I'm like, the the thing expressly mm. says to preheat. And he was like, no, you don't need to preheat it. And then we preheat, we ate a preheated one. And he was like, oh, no, this is better. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Because this food is engineered in a lab. So you think like their instructions yeah. are probably going to be pretty good. The science yeah. is there for a reason, baby. Look it up. Yeah. You introduced your friend to non-soggy pizzas. Congratulations, Julian. Mike, you hit the nail. You hit the pizza nail on the pizza head. Um, yeah. The last thing I just wanted to say is that uh, I... I no, I can only cite two songs, but I have to imagine there are probably more examples of this. But um, he, Danny Brown actually uses food to a similar effect in the song 25 Bucks featuring Purity Ring, where he mm -hmm. talks about um, his family would get Chinese food if they were really balling. And like that was that was like their their upgrade meal. You know, um, 25 Bucks is definitely a more uh, maudlin song. It, it's basically mm -hmm. about, um, you know, uh, uh, the lengths that people would go to, 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 to make money, um, you know, uh, and sort of the, the feeling of being trapped, um, in the sort of cycle of, of violence and incarceration and, and, and destituteness, um, of living under the poverty line. Um, I mean, it's a fantastic song of a fantastic album, but you know, it's, it's just, uh, Danny Brown contains multitudes and, uh, his songs cover, cover a lot of range. Um, but yeah, I, th there's uh, he, he again. Lyrics are so dense. There's a line in "Grown Up" that goes, "Now I spit a sixteen straight with no no." Sorry, that's not the line. I don't have the line written down. Anyway, <laughs> there's there's a line that's like simultaneously like a math, a music theory, a drug, and a poop joke in this song. Um, if you haven't heard it before, it uses the same sample that uh, "Can I Kick It," the Tribe Called Quest song does. I, for the life of me, did not remember to write down what that sample is, but um, it's a lovely song. It's got a hilarious video featuring a, a little kid, Danny Brown, that is just so adorable. Um, and he's going, he's walking around town just like, just destroying shit, which kids destroying shit always tickles me. Um, so yeah, that's Grown Up by Danny Brown. Happy belated birthday, Daniel. He just yeah. turned 30. Wow. Looking, looking great, Danny. Keep on doing what you're yeah. doing. Maybe less drugs, but you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> folks, that's going to do it for our discussion of songs of sustenance. But before we get to everybody's favorite segment, we've got a little bit of listener mail. Uh, this week's email, this episode's email, comes to us from HW. Now you may be asking yourself, it is the is this uh, Daniel Plainview's son from the uh, Upton Sinclair uh, adapted film There Will Be Blood? That's for you to decide. <laughs> H. W. writes, 
Did you bring earplugs crew? My daughter made fun of me because I listened to the same quote old music all the time and suggested your podcast for new artist recommendations. Hate to admit it, but she was right. After a few episodes, we downloaded two recommendations from Jillian and we loved them. I enjoy your topics and banter. Keep up the good work. H W. Oh, I got a big old smile on my face. That's so sweet. Uh, uh, H dying to know what those two recommendations are. Uh, I, I know Jillian would probably love to know, you know, yes. you know which, <laughs> which bands that she's evangelized uh, are, are really, uh, you know, catching fire with the listener base. Um, <laughs> write us back HW, but even if you don't, thanks for writing in the first time. We love you. We appreciate you and, uh, keep on listening. Uh, so that's going to take us to, again, everyone's favorite, the, the, the segment that they certainly don't turn off after listening to the main episode. Uh, and that is songs. For your for week. Your week. Mike, what is your song for our listeners week? Yeah, so my song for your week is Wait for Springtime by Kishibashi. It's a beautiful melody of strings. Think of like Sufjan Stevens uh, with lots of harmonizing backup vocals during the chorus and kind of peppered throughout the song. Um, But I believe, you know, he specializes mostly in strings. So it's like a string heavy, you know, version of Sufjan Stevens. Mm -hmm. Um, He has a lot of pop music too that he's been doing lately. Um, But Wait for Springtime is just a really beautiful song. It is putting me in the mood for springtime. I just am ready for, you know, winter to be over here in Chicago. Um, so yeah, check that song out. I also recommend Pan- Penny Rabbit and Summer Bear um, off of his album, Omoyari. Um, it has also very similar vibes and will lead you from spring right into summer. Ooh, I love Kishibashi and I haven't yeah. listened in a long time. So that was a great reminder good reason to go and 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 refresh yourself with some springtime vibes all right sasha songs for the week for someone's week yeah um so my song is called farewell um by a musician called lauren bird is actually a friend of mine from Ireland. Um, She just released an EP called The Farewell. And um, the EP in a nutshell is about depression and especially being um, a depressed millennial. Um, It's this song in particular is about like not wanting to fall back 
into like that really dark place you find yourself in and finding ways to cope and process it. Um, it, it's kind of in particular about like sort of getting used to being a depressed person. Um, but this song in particular definitely does have a more hopeful tinge to it. It kind of, the EP kind of starts out talking about like the worst, like the depths of depression. And then like the middle songs are kind of about like the process of just like dealing with it. And then the end is sort of like the hopeful when you kind of find yourself getting out of it. Um, so it's basically about healing. Um, maybe the brighter days that one would feel um, even as a depressed person. And, you know, personally, I've had a really tough few weeks um, with my depression. It's been pretty bad and really hard lately. Um, so this EP has actually been like, it, it like came out at like the right time and just um, it's been really like healing for me. So I hope she hears this. Um, it's like, it's very moving and I'm just like really proud of her too. Cause I've known her for, I've known her, I've, she's like an online friend of mine. I've known her for like a decade. <laughs> so um, I'm just like really happy for her. She's been getting like some buzz with this EP. So I'm really proud of you, Lauren. Cool. Well, hopefully she gets that D-Y-B-E bump of 15, <laughs> 15 new listeners. Um, All 10 listeners. Now, uh, do, do you know, uh, was this has this EP been in the works for some time? Is this something that she recorded during quarantine? Yeah. Um, she, I think one of the songs she had written a couple years ago, but she did, I think, record some of it during quarantine last year. Um, but it had been in the works for a bit, I think. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, well... Um, uh, un unless she has an issue with this, we will play an, an extra long clip um, so you can get a, a, a double dose of, uh, cool. I'm sorry, what was the song called? Farewell. 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 All righty. Uh, Jillian, songs yeah. for your week. Ooh. Uh, my song for your week is called Soft Spot by Claude. Claude is actually an artist or the first artist that Phoebe Bridger signed to um, her new record label, Satisfactory Records. Um, now, but, just, just to be clear, uh, mm -hmm. that is saddest, S-A-D-E-D-E-S-T, yeah. factory. Yeah. Saddest. Yes. It's Sorry, good. It's good word. Western accent really wants to just combine all. See us, factory. But this song is so great. Um, I'd been listening to them for a little bit, and they had a song that I really liked called "If I Were You," um, but I was just like waiting for more. And then they announced uh, their album coming out, which I was really excited about. It's called Super Monster. There's a lot of really, really good tracks on it, uh, but Soft Spot is my favorite. Um, and it's just like a really perfect breakup song. So, um, listen to it. That's good. Cool. Uh, so I have two songs for you this week, listeners. Uh, they are, uh, a, a pair of A-sides, uh, from, uh, the self-titled 
2021 album from the band Really From. Not the best band name. It's it's anyway. Um, so they are a Boston-based quartet that play. <laughs> okay, so the easiest way to describe them, I think, is what if you took like Broken Social Scene or Rubble Bucket, and then but they listened to like way more emo and jazz when they were in high school. Um, <laughs> so think about like the sort of like poppy, like really like horn-heavy arrangements from either one of those bands, but with a lot more tempo change. And then, like, very earnest, heartachey vocals. But thank mm. fuck they're not just singing about heartbreak because, like, the combination of the heartachey, earnest vocals plus singing about, like, like brazen heartache, that, that's what really grates on me about a lot of emo. But uh, this band has a lot more on their mind. Uh, so the pair of songs that I'm recommending are Yellow Fever and Trilingual. space l-i-n-g-u-a-l not like t-r-i um so yellow fever is about probably what you think about i think it's about um their lead singer is uh japanese american i believe and it's about her being uh uh, stereotyped as a a japanese american woman or at least a, a partially east asian woman um yeah not much more to it than that uh it has some very very trenchant very uh uh, heartbreaking um, observations about about life as uh, as an East Asian woman, um, you know more more on the minds of our populace than ever. Um, and trilingual, uh, very interestingly, is about uh, two of the band members trying to learn their ancestral languages to better communicate with their families. Um, so obviously, well, with the lead singer well, trying like to learn that. Japanese, and with their guitarist <laughs> trying to learn Spanish, um, and they actually share vocal duties um, um, on this mm-hmm. song. And their arrangements are beautiful, um, usually pretty upbeat, but obviously with a, with a lot to say lyrically. Um, I was unaware of them up until they started releasing singles and, and, and ultimately released this album. Um, I think this is probably maybe their most accessible album. Um, I think their, their past releases are, are lean a little bit more jazz and a little bit less rock. Um, but either way, uh, excellent new find. Uh, so those are Yellow Fever and Trilingual by Really From. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think we've talked about this in the past. Like Jillian, my memory is saying that you said this, but like when you find a new band and you feel like it was like made for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I've been feeling. That one's right up your alley. Yep. I smile like I can understand, but my mind reminds me I can't. My ears drop words like slip. Folks, this is the juncture in the episode where I go into our, you know, our stock exit stuff. But first, and boy, aren't you glad that you tuned until the end? We have another installment of a segment that I'm calling Review Karaoke. Oh, I thought he forgot about it. Nope, sure didn't. 
could you forget the last one? <laughs> I, I think Jillian misspoke. I think she meant I was hoping he forgot about it. Um, so this re- this review comes to us from Eddie O2 uh, via Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and I will sing your review. That is a promise. And this one is called Hilarious Podcast, and it will be sung to the tune, Jillian, of heaven is a place on earth because oh, ever since cool. you talked about that song, it's just been bebopping around my head. Like, I, like I won't even realize that, I, and I'll just be like walking around the apartment or walking around my girlfriend's house. Like, you're humming that again. So here we go. This is hilarious podcast sung to the tune of heaven is a place on earth. Me, 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 me. This podcast is super funny and has me laughing out loud. Great conversations between the hosts and good variety of topics. I love how the hosts give each other space to talk and share. Highly recommended. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Once again, folks, uh, we would really appreciate it if you would give us a nice review on Apple Podcasts, five stars, because you know we deserve it, or the podcast, the podcatcher of your choice. If you can leave reviews, uh, we'll start looking elsewhere as well. But really, Apple Podcasts uh, is is very powerful, whether we like it or not. Um, So five star reviews, I will sing them. It's a promise, not a threat. I promise. (laughs) <laughs> Our theme, as always, is brought to you by Josh Stanley of the band Modaf. You can listen to their music at modaff.bandcamp.com. Uh, I usually only tell you about our Instagram and email, but and I, I will. But also, I realize that uh, the word of mouth is very popular, uh, very powerful, rather. Um, so if you like the show, tell people, you know. Um, you know, your, your, your sons, your daughters, your mothers, your sisters, your cousins, your word to them is more powerful than any marketing tool. Um, so please, if you like the show, if you think people will enjoy it, tell them be our evangelicals. That's probably not the right word, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, we are on Instagram at D Y B E pod, and you can write to us at D Y B E pod at gmail.com. Folks, Sasha, Mike, Jillian, any words that you would like to leave our listeners with for this episode? Eat something. Yeah, eat something good. Macaroni and cheese, probably. (laughs) Go eat macaroni and cheese is your standing order, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. So how's your maintenance guy? He's good. He's my best friend. I love him so much. <laughs> if there's been anything good about this quarantine, it's that I've gotten very close to my maintenance man.